and hello, welcome to the bi-weekly talk show that isn't bi-weekly, Firegun Talks. Uh, today we are talking <laughs> about the... Oh man, the massive amount of company mergers and per not mergers but purchases over the past thirty days. Gosh, we haven't we don't talk to you guys in thirty days and look at all the news. Um so Yeah. No need uh, for real introductions here. Uh first I guess elephant the literal elephant in the room. Microsoft bought Activision. Yeah. No, correction. Microsoft apparently just buys half the fucking game industry. Freaking game industry. Because, like, let's be real, Activision Blizzard, that's like half of it right there, right? Like, No, I would say 33%, <laughs> because you also gotta oh, okay, think yeah. there's Take-Two, which owns both Rockstar and 2K games. That is... And then... That, and, like, yeah, and all the mobile games that Take-Two yep. owns. And yeah. then, oh, and Riot. They own Riot. Yeah, and right. And then there's yep. um uh oh god, I forgot the name. No, 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 Tencent owns right. Oh, and then there's Rockstar. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Rockstar is owned by Take Two. My apologies. Yeah. And then there's uh yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um anyway, we'll see. But yeah. Uh... But anyway, yeah, uh Microsoft kinda just went om nom to everything and now we're here. It is being challenged in the Supreme Court. Is there a very slim, and I can't emphasize this enough, very slim chance it doesn't go through? Yes. Do I believe it goes through? Absolutely. I, yeah. There is no way that Is this the, a monopoly? We're getting close. We are getting extremely close. It's getting close. close. And now I mean, here's why I say close. If... Microsoft were yeah. to have just purchased another studio. Let's say, for argument's sake, they purchased Capcom. I would say no. Because Capcom and yeah. Bethesda really wouldn't be a monopoly. But when you purchase a publishing studio that has so many studios under their belt, so many game franchises under their belt, yeah, you, you really start pushing territory here. If and... they had bought like EA along with Activision... Then you can then start there's, make. There's big grounds for an argument. Yeah, that that's like, Disney levels of like. Hold I up. would say they're Disney levels now. I would argue any more they're actually going to get looked at. I, no, I think they're a little under Disney levels, actually. Because uh, Disney owns a lot. I agree, but I. But, when yeah. you think about it, Disney only owns like half the industry, and that's okay. But you know. um... Yeah, I do. I see Microsoft. Per I want to get this out of the way first. Do I see Microsoft purchasing any more? Yes. Why? Because Sony has more purchases lined up. Because just today, before we went on the air, Sony decided to announce that they acquired Bungie, the lovely company behind the video game that I love, that I hate so much. I play it every day. Destiny 2. Um. Now, granted, this was a deal that was in talks long before yes. any of these other... That also needs to be extremely stressed. This talk yeah. has been in discussion for the past six months. Just this, in secret. This was not yeah. a, you know, reactionary purchase. I assure you, there probably was a huge reactionary, you know, oh god, we need to do something when Microsoft purchased Activision. I guarantee yeah. that happened. I guarantee they're in talks with multiple companies right now however we aren't going to find that out maybe for a few months is what i'm thinking 
But um, also, you know, the issue with Sony buying any more um, uh, game development studios is that they're also they've is that they've just made big moves in like the uh, in like the anime industry. They've bought several anime dubbing companies, specifically in America, right? Ah, um, and but anime just here, like, but like, here's the funny part about that. And this yeah. was something I was going to touch on because people, I guarantee people would also bring up the argument for Sony. So, Sony owns PlayStation. PlayStation owns other things. Here's what happened. So, Sony was like, hey, yo, Crunchyroll, Om Nom, and, or no, vice versa. Hey, yo, I want Funimation, Om Nom. Funimation is now owned by overhead by Sony. Funimation, the company, was used to purchase Crunchyroll. That was challenged in the U.S. Supreme Court by both HBO Max and Netflix. The ruling was in favor of Sony, because it isn't a monopoly. Why? Because Funimation made the purchase, and both, H well not HBO, but Netflix is able to secure anime rights. We see what happened with JoJo's. Um, the same thing's probably going to happen here. Sony well, didn't purchase Bungie, PlayStation purchased Bungie. Okay, but we're you're also forgetting that Sony actually owns or has majority stake or near majority stake of many anime making companies over in Japan. That's true. That is yeah. true. Keep um, in mind, yeah, like they own they own like a majority stake in A1 Pictures, which is the largest anime producing company in the world. Um they straight up own. I want to say they own Ufotable, but I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that one. But yeah, they own like uh, several like anime companies. That so there is like a market difference there. Like yeah, okay, you can still get like the rights, but like, can you? Because all it does all. Sony needs to do, Big Daddy Sony be like, oh, we don't want our competition to have rights to this particular you know, or even and they don't even necessarily need to own it, they just you know, they have enough stake that they can put pressure on some of the other, like, you know board directors to be like, hey, like, you know Don't do this, say no And then, yes, yeah, and they can sell that shit cheap to uh, Funimation Yeah um, So there is, like, issues there I because I don't see that being an issue if they're going to purchase something else. I think here... But, so I'm willing yeah. to make this prediction now. So initially, but, yeah. this was leaked out by someone uh, that's a reputable leaker. Uh, I don't remember the name off the top of my head, so I apologize. I, su I do sincerely apologize. I'm going to state information that is not my own. So he said that Sony has been in talks or is currently finalizing purchases with a company... And a publisher. We figured out that the company purchased was Bungie. Now, that leads the question to be, what's the publisher? Right. Um... Now, my prediction, and we've seen how this has worked in the past, my prediction is still Square Enix. Even though Sony's, yeah. Sony's uh, presence in Japan has started to wane... And that's even more of a reason for this purchase because they want to rebuild their presence. Yes, and I, I think that's besides maybe 
Take Two or Capcom. Those are the only two publishers I could physically see Sony, like, going after. Maybe even Konami? But, like... Mm, Konami's too big. You can say the same about Square, though. Square's pretty well, big. Square's pretty big, but Konami has that Yu-Gi-Oh money. <laughs> Konami does have the Yu-Gi-Oh money. Yeah, you don't, like, you don't underestimate how much that Yu-Gi-Oh money has on them. <laughs> Um, I I straight up dropped like twenty dollars on a uh, Master Duel the other day. Yeah, Master Duel came <laughs> out. Voice crack. Um, oh, but yeah, no, it's oh, yeah. My prediction is still square, and ah, uh, yeah. I it's a tricky subject because the here's the way I think of it, yeah. right? If you're Sony and you now know that you leave, you left that boardroom with Phil Spencer in there and multiple other execs from Microsoft, and they said, yeah, we'll honor the contract, but on social media, all they're saying is, yeah, the next three years, which is the contract, we'll do this, but they aren't mentioning well, anything after the fact, it kind of has you scared, right? And necessarily so. Who am I to yeah. say that it's going to turn out like this? All we know is Call of Duty could permanently be cross-platform. We never know, right? But I let's be real, it probably will just because of sales numbers. Maybe I could like... I could absolutely see them trying one year without cross-platform and letting Warzone be the cross-platform because Warzone's free to play, right? Warzone is the hub that everyone if, goes to. Well, the biggest thing is they're like gonna still keep it on PC. True. Like, there's no way they take that off of PC. That would no, like, I no. Well, them. here's the thing: Microsoft yeah. owns it, so, and Microsoft has a good relationship with Steam. And well, okay, yeah, that's because everyone, everyone and their mother uses fucking Windows, right? But that's <laughs> that's the thing, though. In a lot of Microsoft games that don't release on Game Pass go to Steam as well. And I believe that's where you can play Call of Duty right now, and Warzone is on Steam. I Don't quote me on that, they might be somewhere else. I don't actually... I don't play Call of Duty. I, I but, like... Yeah, okay. I could absolutely see Microsoft attempting maybe a, a singular year, maybe two, or maybe a rotation of the series where Call of Duty Black Ops 24 releases on just Xbox and PC. But Warzone 2, because we know Warzone 2 is in development, is the free-to-play cross-platform edition, where that's where you can play with your friends on Xbox, and that's where the Xbox can play with the PS5, 6, whatever we're on by that time. Those guys. Yeah, I don't know. I still think they're just, they're not, like, not Call of Duty. I absolutely see, like, you know, something like the next Double Fine game. Like, Psychonauts I could see 30. Overwatch going specifically to them. Maybe Overwatch 2 being a Game Pass exclusive. If Overwatch Maybe. 2 ever gets released. Well, um, that's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That... I don't know. That's my prediction. That's what I personally believe. I think Xbox is willing to try it. Because if they're doing this just to raise their numbers, because PS5 is still crushing Series X in sales, you know... You gotta think, you know, do something drastic. And drastic things are that. 
we don't know. We physically don't know the sales or the logistics or anything going into it. PS5 we don't even beating yes, Series X, and it has been for a while. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. Last I read today, it was. PlayStation Five is currently ahead by five point four four million units. Oh, okay, okay. Series X and Series S. Because I was gonna say, is that the caveat of like it's ahead of the Series X? But no, it's, Series... it's no, it's, it's counting both. Yeah, okay, it's counting yeah. both. I don't count the Series S to be honest with you. I I I absolutely do, dude. It's it's too good of a deal. It's it's how my it's how my uh, brother is playing Halo right now. Okay. Because like his his PC is so old, he wasn't able to like he wouldn't be able to play it. So what he did is he got he, and he couldn't get a Series X, but he could get a Series S. And he was like, "All right," and that little machine fucking goes hard. Like, yeah, it's weaker than the Series X, but it's like not that bad. Well, it's it's just a tiny bit stronger than a uh, Xbox One X. God, those it's, Series X and One X things really throw me through a loop. Yeah, it's really it's not a tiny. It's not way more, but it's like. It's like a middle ground. It's more powerful than you think it is, dude. Maybe it is, maybe it is. I don't know. I yeah. haven't read into the specs and read into testing and all that for a very long time. Yeah. I just know a lot of people looked at it and it's just like, yeah, it's digital only. Yeah, it's a very underpowered Series X. And it's, yeah. And the biggest thing well, that I saw for the argument of that is it's going to bottleneck game development. I sure except here's the biggest thing is that like uh the series S compared to the series like X like Halo Infinite uh Halo Infinite on performance mode on the series X is 120 F uh, FPS series S is 60 um even at 1440p Congrats. which is yeah uh so 60 at 1440 on the Series S. It's kind of impressive. I mean, it's not a it's not a true locked one. So if you want to run it in performance and just run the 1080p version, and but yeah, for the true locked 60 experience. But yeah, the Series S can do that. Whereas like the Xbox One X struggles to run a solid 30 at 1080. <laughs> uh, but anywho. Anyways, yeah, we got off topic. Yeah, that. you got really off topic. Anyway, Sorry. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of exciting, or to, not really exciting. Um, it's interesting to see how this is going. Um, the reason I say that is just because of how they've talked so strongly with Bethesda. That's what's leading me to those assumptions. Bethesda honored the contracts they had, i.e. Deathloop, but they've already insinuated that Starfield, Elder Scrolls, and anything else are just going to be on Xbox and PC. Unless, of course, they come to a specific deal. Or there's any honored contracts that we don't know about. Um, that's why my assumption is that. We won't know until I'm proven wrong or proven correct. And that won't yeah. be for another two to three years. Um... We have seen some positive change. The C C O O C O E O was hostilely 
taken out. Not of, not literally, not literally, but like wait, he was forced to resign. I don't remember uh, his name, but you said wait of Activision. Him. Yes. Uh, he he hasn't been kicked out yet. He as he when the purchase fully goes through, yes, he will be. Uh, absolutely, ten thousand ten percent. Like that was uh, the that was one of the clauses of the hostile buyout. He would get right. the, he would get the huge payoff. But that's still in like six months. Yeah, he's gonna um, get the huge payout and he's gonna be gone. And yep. I've seen a lot of talk from people working at Activision. They are worried, but they feel a lot better knowing that he won't be in charge. And yeah. I hope nothing but for the best. I hope nothing but the best I for the workers. The, here's the thing is I genuinely wish and hope that Microsoft comes in and really helps those workers out and like gets them the the workplace they deserve. Yes. Because game development is hard. It is very difficult. It's long hours. People have gotten, you know, they've gotten divorced because they uh, were working game uh, development, right? Like, it has the same divorce rate as, like, the military. <laughs> Just about. Like, it's, it's, it is a very high-stress environment for the people who work in it and their loved ones. And so making it worse is awful. Like, mm -hmm. it's terrible. So trying to improve that situation for all these workers, I can only hope that's what happens. Me too. If it doesn't, I'm going to be pissed. Well, but. the way I see it, I don't think it gets any worse, right? That is the, true. The, the, well, they were pretty well, bad in Activision work. Well, <laughs> the only way I could see it getting worse is if Microsoft goes in and says... Yeah, we're kind of overspending, in quotes, and they shut down some studios. Or they cut QA testing on certain aspects. Like Yeah, they start pulling an EA and just like start shut shuttering uh Shutting doors. Like, shutting doors for like no reason. And then like suddenly they're like, Oh well, we need to bring this back, so That is the <laughs> truthfully, that is the worst case scenario I see. But, but I, I don't see... think Microsoft does, because they specifically want these studios. Well, he's in charge. Phil Spencer's in charge of it. It is yeah. it, the full reins have been handed over to Phil Spencer and the game studio, or yeah. the gaming division. I think it's called. And he and really, he really wants cares. these studios. He was, and yeah. if it doesn't show how much he cares about gaming, he was the first person to congratulate both the CEO and the head of PlayStation Studios on the acquisition of Bungie. He was the first person to say, congrats, I can't wait to see what you guys do. He truthfully cares about gaming. It's not about, we bought this so you guys can't have it. It's, we want the best for no, it, us. But we yeah, want the best making, for the industry he's making as a moves. Whole. Yeah, he's making moves to improve Xbox. Because, like, we all, like, we all, we At know the, end of the, the day, he has to make money. Year. Yeah, from the last we we remember the meme from last generation where it's like Haha, Xbox has no games. Um, they have games now. They do. They're on the way. Um, granted, the next Call of Duty. Granted, the only. <laughs> Ooh, do you want to hear a hot take? What you know what they have. They have a dead what? franchise with a toxic fan base. I'll let you pick which uh, Activision game, Activision Blizzard game that is. And they got 
Oh god, can... dude! I could just throw a dart at a board and I'd get the correct answer. And they got, <laughs> they got Blizzard, which is Control C, Control V in a different sandbox. Yeah. Right, that so... that is a very hot take, and that's not truthfully what I believe. Those are things I've heard people say online. Those are the people that are the you need to get off the internet because console wars isn't that serious type of person. Yeah. To be fair, like yes, dead games with toxic fans. That is that that one true. that one's pretty true. I don't think that's you can... a true description on some of these games. Like let's be real, like Warcraft. Overwatch. Overwatch. Warcraft, Call of I Duty, mean, dead games in that like yes they are still played by a bunch of people but they're not like really supported very much yeah. anymore. I I don't know. Um, yeah, it's and it's then weird. like they have their they have nowhere near the uh, numbers that they had at their peak, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But like this is also good for those games it is because this is how you get like this is how you get new blood injected into that right so here's what i foresee happening right two years go by the xbox studio goes into effect i'm not gonna specifically talk about it's no longer on playstation here this is specifically what i see for the two ips overwatch and call of duty call of duty is going to release Whatever yearly release it is, God forbid, and then hopefully Overwatch 2 comes out. Both of those games will get insane communication and take feedback extremely into account. They, those two games will have arguably the best year from devs to community that either of those two games have ever had. And then the year after that, we get the shocker, at least for Call of Duty. This has already been rumored that the heads are talking about it. But Call of Duty won't be a one-and-done one year game anymore. Call of Duty is going to switch to a either buy or try yearly release. I and... genuinely hope, and I hope this uh, that helps improve it, because I, I, want, I want Call of Duty to do better. Because right now... The, right now, they are on a three-year release schedule and that's not including parts of the studio that have to work on the current game and the new game or their game we saw that with Treyarch this year uh they were worried about the sales numbers for Vanguard they pulled Treyarch in to do a complete zombies mode it flopped bad and people at Treyarch they are not only saddened that it did bad because that's not their best work but they're yeah, exhausted they they had just uh, done Cold War. No, they didn't. Uh, Raven did. Raven helped them with Cold War. It was Treyarch uh, that did Cold War. Raven is the studio that manages Warzone. Uh, okay, okay, okay. It's it's weird. It is very weird. But uh, okay. So yeah, they. Then yeah, even more so. They had just finished Cold War, which. Was and then Cold they're War. being roped into another part of another game while they, having to no break. diverge their studio into making the next game. And right. not only that, but what they had to make was so poorly received by the community that they're like, okay, full stop, we need to address this. Which is not good. 
I yeah. I can tell you next year when Black Ops Five, let's say working title here, releases that you're most definitely going to feel the effects on it. I don't know if it's going to be the same case that Cold War had, where it's not going to be a new engine. I don't know what it's going to be, but you're going to feel the effects of it, and I guarantee you're going to feel the effects of it on Modern Warfare Two, uh, Modern Warfare Two, 2022. God, there's too many twos. Um, Modern Warfare Two Electric Boogaloo. Um, Modern Warfare Two Reboot. Yeah, because that's the name of the next game in this line, and I really hope. Granted, I'm not. I don't want to hope for Activision's downfall here because they're owned by they're owned by Microsoft, and hopefully they're in better hands. But man, I These really, I really hope people realize that especially when MW2 Reboot comes out, that you have been paying for the same game, Control-C, Control-V, with a different skin on it, for the past four years. It definitely showed in this year's sales, with Vanguard being the lowest reported sale of this decade, but, man, I hope it shows with MW2, and I hope when Microsoft gets the reins of it, it goes to a at least by yearly release. That way they get extra time to work on those games. It goes from three years to potentially what? What's the math on that? Add an extra three? So six years in development? Maybe. If I if I'm, it, if I'm yeah. correct. If it's it won't be a full six years of course. But No, these games need these like can you they, imagine what... Yeah, they need the time. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason they added a third studio back onto the scheduling. There's a reason they picked up Sledgehammer again. They need the extra year. Could you imagine doubling that time what Call of Duty could look like? Can we go back to a time where the games released and they were finished and fun and had content because right now if you look at a game like that triangle it's either has it either the triangle has these three points is fun has content is finished and games lately have only been able to check two of those points can mm -hmm. we go back sometimes to, only one yeah sometimes only one can we go back 2042 can we please 2042. we've only we've, checked one we've been to that point though can we please go back to a time where we get all three checked. Can we just normalize normalize letting studios work on their damn games? Seriously. Like, I would love to be but... able to pick up a Call of Duty again and be like, damn, I love this. Everything across the board is perfect. I would love to be able to do that. But at this rate, if this trend continues, man, I don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, no, I... And there's also really another agree. caveat. Yeah. Why did my, why did Activision sell themselves? Granted, it's not because they aren't making money, they're making record profits. Is it because of the lawsuits? Is it because they are scared that eventually the... they're eventually going to hit a hard wall and not and their sales will plummet immediately? Because, you know, when you're a company and you're making billions of dollars a year, it's a little weird to sell yourself, you know, when you're making record profits. 
I'm not. I'm not insinuating yeah. it was an inside job or anything. I'm not insinuating anything outlandish. I, I, I don't know. There's, you can probably make the guess that there was some, uh, like high, uh, high boards exec who has a bunch of uh, stocks or whatever was like, this is not good. We need to it's like not change sustainable. something up. Yeah, and it was like sell it to microsoft <laughs> or something like that like and then microsoft comes with a deal and he's like it's a deal they just couldn't refuse yeah let's do that like what <laughs> like it's it's one of those things where you wonder we'll probably never get the answer but you wonder and it's the same thing with bungie although we've talked about bungie on the show before ironically six months ago when those talks first started we, I said Bungie needs help. Bungie wants to be independent, but they've proven with the release of Beyond Light that they can't do independent. They just can't. They physically would not be able to sustain it while appealing yeah. to every single type of player's needs. Now, with the help of Sony Studio or PlayStation Studios, we might be able to get the full Game of Destiny back again where, you know, they can provide the promises to each individual player's needs. They can support yeah. Gambit and Crucible and Strikes at the same time. They can support yearly content at the same time. They can do all of that. And they just got bought for $3.6 billion. And, you know, what's that money being put towards? They're putting it towards upgrading their office and equipment so the devs are in the best, best yeah. state. And hiring new devs. And hiring new people. Yeah, absolutely. So like they're getting that help, and then also you know support. They're putting it back all, into the company. Yeah, all the potential support uh, studios that they can get from Sony. Like, just imagine you know Gorilla Games. Uh, it's like you know off team or whatever when they're like done. When they're you know, not you know t doing a DLC or doing the VR game for Horizon, imagine right. that, and they're asked to step yeah. in like, hey, help our raid team design a huge raid. Can you imagine the set pieces? Granted, they're not yeah. going to be much different. They're still going to be Destiny set pieces. But could you imagine the grandiose look that Bungie can fully achieve now with this help? Like, given that Sony in the contract said, yeah, you guys, full creative control. You do it. You tell us what you need. Like, what? That, if... Give them a blank check and was just like, do it. Like... Do what you need, what you want. Uh, okay. How well, you want it. What's the catch? Are you going to make us exclusive? No. Okay, do you want exclusive content? No. Okay, so you're just buying us, giving us full creative freedom, and you're not enforcing us to do anything? That's about it. Like, why wouldn't you take that deal? Like, you, you get to fully help your studio, which it came out in the news that it might not have been in the best shape, because... All gaming studios really aren't in the best shape now with office culture. But now with the money, the two studios, one in Amsterdam and one in uh, Washington, both getting upgraded, both getting new staff, and now having not only the funding and the support, but of all PlayStation Studios? Dude, I'm telling you what. If this is truthfully the perfect deal and there are no you know weird little caveats that people are worried about, we could truthfully be looking at, like, the next glory years for...
destiny. And I'm excited to say that again. And someone made a point. It was Dado. Dado just did a video on this. And he said, Bungie got out of a relationship with Microsoft because they didn't like it. Went into a relationship with Activision. Didn't like it. Left. Now they're in a relationship with Sony. And the, the quote that stuck with me and made me laugh was, Either Bungie is the stupidest company on Earth and has learned nothing, or they are the smartest company on Earth because they've learned a lot from those two partnerships. I'm leaning towards hey, they've learned a lot. I, it's hard to tell, but let's be honest, this is like dating. It really is. Yeah, there's there's a very slim chance you find the right girl the first try. Let's be honest. And you know, yeah, you, know, you gotta you gotta you date a few, figure out you know like what you I, like, what you I, don't like, what I you compromise think, on. I definitely think the maybe they figured it out. Yeah, I definitely think the creative control thing, where Bungie is their IP or not Bungie, Destiny is their IP that they fully can control, is something they really wanted. I don't think... I think that's something they learned from Activision. And we already know some of the plans from Sony are to use that and allow them to create Bungie's wish of creating a movie-slash-TV series of Destiny. And they've agreed to that, and Sony Pictures is going to help them. Where are they going to publish it? Well, of course, the new Sony streaming service that Sony wants to roll out, and have that be the flagship thing on there. That's really cool, and that shows that they put a lot of trust in them. Granted, will the show be good? We don't know. From what we've seen of, you know, The Last of Us TV series on Netflix, it could be really good. But we don't know. But it shows they have a lot of trust in them, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's for the best. Um, so, the last thing I want to ask, um, what publishing studio do you think Sony is going to acquire? Like, truthfully. Square Enix. Capcom. Or Sega. Isn't Sega owned by Nintendo? It is not. At least I'm pretty sure. Unless that happened and I just didn't pay attention. But I'm pretty sure that's not true. Okay. Um, uh, what shocks me is you didn't put Take 2 in there. I did not. Any reason as to why? Because... I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Sony has lost a lot of market share over in Japan. And their biggest play right now is to rebuild their market share in Japan even just a little bit. And to do that, they need to buy a big-name publisher that comes with a lot of big-name IPs. The easiest, you know, like, the easiest... The like biggest one is Square Enix, right? Like that's like, but uh, important. Another important thing to note is that Sony has recently bought um, majority control over Evo, um, the big, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, right? Right. And they have a very good business relationship with Capcom, so. That would be a that right there would be a great way for them to get 
back in to Japan is by focusing on the fighting game community because of how big fighting games are in Japan, as well as that would also build their market share up with just fighting game uh, players around the world in general. So there's that. But the last ish, the last one I want to pick is Sega. Now this is the most unlikely, but I do believe I agree in unlikely. It's probably a bigger play than Square Enix. Not because it'd be more money, because I do think Square Enix would be more money, but also still more likely just because it has way more big names behind it. But think of Sonic becoming a PlayStation mascot. That would be a cultural revolution in video games. Right then and there. One of the biggest 90s mascots in the world suddenly becoming, uh, you know, Sony's mascot. PlayStation specifically, right? Right. That's a huge hit in the culture department. And then obviously, you know, like, how big, like, uh, the... Um, the Atlas games are because Atlas is owned by Sega. Yeah, so Atlas has been booming the, lately. Yeah, the, the, that would be a huge purchase of the Shin Megami Tensei franchise and by extension the Persona franchise. Um, but yeah, no, it would be a cultural revolution to get Sonic. Oh, and I guess they would get the Yakuza franchise too, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yes, here's the issue with that though. The current uh, Sega is actually pretty good partners right now with Xbox. That is that you're right, which is why I think it's which is another very reason unlikely. why I think it's very unlikely because I think Xbox is more likely to buy Sega. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can actually are, see that happening. Yeah, they're very good friends after the deal they made, uh, especially putting like uh, Yakuza on Game Pass. Like that uh, apparently like. From what it's like said from that deal alone, like Phil Spencer and them kind of became like friends or whatever, um, like friend, you know, business friends or whatever. Like they're like as on friendly as terms. Yeah, they're added on Facebook. I don't know if they're playing golf on the weekends together or not, but, but they're like, definitely friends on Facebook. Yeah, um, Meta. <laughs> whatever. They're checking each other's tweets. Yeah, uh, they're definitely liking each other's tweets as well. Yeah, right. But like, that's the thing is that was like a huge that was like a huge thing is putting the entirety of the Yakuza franchise on Game Pass, including Yakuza Seven or Yakuza Like a Dragon, I should say, which um, gave them not only the green light, but the you know people want this. We're gonna continue making Yakuza like this. We're gonna keep producing these. That gave them so much. I can't think of the word, oh. but like. Uh, clout. Not clout, because clout's not the right term. Like, good faith. Like, people good. actually yeah, really want no, to see Yagusa this. Yeah, no, Yakuza Like a Dragon is amazing, and I'm I'm glad that they dropped the 7 from the title, because it wasn't Yakuza 7. It's a whole new Yakuza game, essentially. Like, because the whole thing about the numbered Yakuza titles is that was Kiryu's storyline. Which, that's pretty much over... Like that's we've 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 been there, you know, on six. So moving on and doing a whole new character with a whole new battle style, 
uh, was actually really, really fun and made Gox Elect Dragon so much fun. It felt different. And it was, and it was good. Yes. And it's like, yeah, this is how you need to progress this series if you're going to keep making the series. We're done with Kiryu's storyline. These aren't the next number titles. They're just the next Yakuza games, if that I, makes any yep, sense. I completely agree. You know, next we'll probably see Yakuza like a Dragon 2, or maybe like, you know, I guess to do Ooh, something interesting yeah. or funny, if it hypothetically released this year, they could do Yakuza like a Tiger, since this year's year of the Tiger. That would just be a neat little thing. Yeah. And maybe they name it, like, after the year Denotion uh, when it's going to release, like, Year of the Rat, year, or year, like a rat, like a bird, like an X, Y, or Z. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But, you know, like, I, but going back to our discussion about who's buying who, yeah, Sega is, I definitely see them getting bought up by one of the companies. It's probably more likely to get bought up by Microsoft, but... I wouldn't be surprised if Sony straight up goes, hey, we bought Sega. Though they're more likely to buy Square Enix, I think. But those were my picks. Those were I, like my guesses. I So here's what I see. I think Sony is extremely under pressure right now. And if not from the Bethesda purchase, definitely from the Activision purchase. And I think they need something that is going to shake the industry about as much as the Activision purchase did. And that's why, to me, while I completely agree that repairing the ties of the good faith in Japan, I can fully see Sony reactionary trying to buy and potentially purchasing Take-Two. And what makes me believe this even more is... Take Two just spent ten million dollars on Zing, uh, Zangya, Zingya, just to get their uh, not only their engine that they use, but the I think something with NFTs. But you know, last we heard of Take Two, they're not like super okay on money, but they're not hurting, like. Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto 5 is definitely a lot of their sales. But like... Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 4 was 2008? Yes. Holy shit, I'm old. Can we get a Grand Theft Auto Grand... 4 remaster or HD port, please? Grand Theft Auto 1 was 1997? Holy shit, I'm old. Yeah. But, um... Oh. I can oh, definitely, I can definitely oh, I need, see. I need you, need you to get me an ice pack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, get in the backpack. We're going for a ride. Um, so good the hell, dude. Yeah, no, I can definitely oh. see Sony reactionary purchasing Take Two. Because what does Take Two get them? Take Two gets them all of Rockstar. Take Two gets them all of Two K. Uh, I don't know if EA standalone or if they're owned by Take Two. I think EA standalone. Am I right in saying EA? That? Yeah. Yeah. EA is bigger than Take Two. Okay. I I didn't yeah. I didn't know off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I actually truthfully yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, no, EA's, uh, I can absolutely thing. see them doing that and them just straight up saying, "Yeah, uh, all Rockstar games are PlayStation exclusive." What a shot to the community of like gaming that would be, right? And I could yeah. see Sony doing that. Do you want to play ball with Bethesda? We play ball with Rockstar. 
and 2K, God forbid. Yeah, we all, we need the basketball games on PlayStation. Like, sure, that oh, would... shit, they own for Axis games. Ooh. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Firaxis is the, like... They're one of the gods of the strategy games. Um, they're like XCOM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other the other one is um, shit. I forget their name, but they're they're the ones who make like uh the Galaxy strategy game or whatever that I Starfield. Really like. Not Star not Starfield. No. Um. Yeah. Not not. We're not. I'm not talking about a Blizzard. I'm talking about some. It's like another. Okay. I don't yeah, know it off the top of my head. It's though. a. It's a. Yeah. It's an incredible RTS or whatever. That's like, and they make like thousands of them. And then Firaxis is the other half. And it's like those two are the ones that are always fighting each other. Um, but anyways, yeah. So yeah, Take Two also owns Private Division, which is the Payday guys. Um, I don't know. But yeah, the. It's mostly Rockstar. <laughs> and 2K, because 2K actually does make them a lot of money. That, right, but that's because of uh, 2K Sports. Yes. Because, yeah. Cause, you know, uh, 2K does own a lot more than you think, though, which actually surprises well, me. Well, yeah, I know, because they uh, 2K owns uh, Gearbox, and mm -hmm. Gearbox makes Borderlands. That could also but, be like, a pretty big blow. Yeah. That like that's why I'm saying yeah. I absolutely see reactionary purchase like totally factoring in, you know, Activision like threat. Take two. Take two is the biggest fish in the pond that I could see them going for. If they're thinking yeah. rationally and they're trying to repair ties in Japan and make things better, Square Enix. But I'm thinking Right. I'm absolutely thinking Sony's thinking reactionary. Especially from how they worded it in the notice they put out today that yeah we have other you know plans and acquisitions to talk about later down the line i absolutely think it's take two but i also think it could be square enix but i think reactionary money take two yeah borderlands 4 being a uh, playstation exclusive gta 6 being a playstation exclusive could you imagine yeah could you like okay hypothetically speaking I don't know how far along GTA, GTA 6 is Online, GTA Online have to buy a PlayStation Plus membership even if you're playing on PC. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even... Th I, with With how Rockstar's handling the online version of GTA Online on the PC, I don't think they want to touch it with how bad it is right now. Like That's actually a cesspool of internet crimes that shouldn't be going on. But um, anyway... I don't know how far GTA 6 is in development. I don't know if it's, you know, I can say, okay, imagine this. PS5 Pro release title, Grand Theft Auto 6. That's it. And then, yeah, boom, we, you know. There's no idea. Mic drop. Damn, PS5 Pro launch title, GTA 6. Numbers for that go up. Numbers for GTA 6 go up. That is insane. Or even later down the line, which I think is a safer estimate, launch title for the PS6. Grand Theft Auto 6. Both numbers coalesce. Could you... Okay, yeah, these are some wild takes, though. These, we don't are, know. these are hot takes, but I'm saying, like, hypothetically uh, in this universe, 
Sony bought, you know, Take Two, and they want to make Rockstar Games exclusive. Like that's that that's is what they would do, right? Yeah, that is. Yeah. I could absolutely see that happening. Um, by the way, I'm glad. Or is that all your recommendations? Is that all you think they could possibly? <laughs> Maybe, or do you think there's a third one? I Konami or Capcom. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, I'm gonna say it's a good thing that you didn't say EA because I've seen a lot no, of people I on, absolutely don't like think online who are like Sony biased EA, and I go, no, they couldn't afford them. No, they couldn't. People afford underestimate them. how much like EA, EA is huge. Um, the only place Sony couldn't. Yeah, Sony only... wouldn't even be able to buy EA or Activision. The only reason why Microsoft was able to buy. Uh, Activision is because Microsoft is Microsoft. They well, have, they are a trillion, not built trillion dollar company. Well, so there's another. Sony there is, is another a few thing. hundred billion, maybe. So that's <laughs> another thing that people don't actually realize. Um, Microsoft doesn't rely on the Xbox to make their sales. Sony relies on the PlayStation to make their sales. That's right. like two big different company philosophies right there. That's why PlayStation and Sony yeah. aren't that trillion dollar company. The thing is, Sony Microsoft... has all these other electronics that they sell or whatever, but they're like, at this point, A, they're either outclassed by their own hardware. Uh, the PlayStation 5 outclasses all their Blu-rays and Ultra Blu-rays, by the way. Or B, their TVs are like, outclassed by LG and Samsung. <laughs> yes. And so, like, there's just nothing, like... Or so their, you forget yeah. another thing. Their cameras or sound equipment. Cameras don't really matter when you have that level of camera on your phone. Secondly, uh, sound equipment... Sound equipment doesn't quite matter when there's sound oh. producers like uh, Bose and Dolby. Or Dolby. That, right, that is another thing, and like their sound, like going even going to their sound bars, like they're outclassed by LG and Samsung, yeah, uh, in that too. But also, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, their cameras, actually, their cameras are actually really, really good. Like, they are their, very good. Uh, prof their professional photography cameras are actually really, really good. Um, they're just a little bit overpriced, and so they get beat out by the competition. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I, like that's and that's why I even, don't. Yeah. Like I don't. I I think it would be a bit of a stretch to say Microsoft could comfortably purchase EA. I don't think they could comfortably purchase EA, especially with how shit. They would take a hard is. hit, but they would be able to make that money back quickly. Quickly, being relatively. Subjective. Yeah, that's relatively speaking when you're talking about multi billions of dollars i could see like EA tens being, of billions. i could absolutely see ea being acquired for no less than 80 billion no less i i'm putting it at least 83 83 yeah fair enough yep. um the only company that i could physically say would be able to comfortably purchase ea at this current moment which makes sense disney because disney is allowing them oh. to use star wars yeah, actually, oh my god! And Disney that's what's has happened, already and Disney has already that's said they want to reach into the gaming industry. Oh my Which god! Which is why they makes... brought back LucasArts it, from the dead. Yeah, that you, shit was dead. Yeah, yes, you, you see, you see where that's going. I can so absolutely that's see where they. Yeah, and uh, 
Oh, while we're talking about EA, we need to talk about the recent announcements that EA did about uh, Star Wars franchises. Okay, hold that. Because hold that. Oh, the one yeah. thing I want to end this with is just just a nice little something a little wholesome, right? So I saw this yeah. earlier on Twitter. Uh, so Sony buys Naughty Dog, makers of Crash Bandicoot. That game is now the game that put them on the map. Many years later, Microsoft purchased. Crash Bandicoot. Not physically, but you know, the studio that currently has the rights to it. Sony now bought Bungie, makers of Halo that put Microsoft on the map. And, and then we have Nintendo sitting in a corner. Makes a game where Kirby can go fishing. Two weeks later, Nintendo has now bought the rights to all of fishing in the world for $35 billion. <laughs> Kirby's just over here being wholesome, man. Nintendo's not caring about these fights. God damn it. Kirby is the mascot. That's so dumb that made me laugh. Um, but okay, we can talk about the EA Star Wars stuff now. I just wanted to leave with that tiny little wholesome thing. All right, but uh, yeah, okay. So EA has announced that the next Star Wars game from them, the next three, I believe, which next three is a Jedi Fallen Order two. Correct. Obviously, there's an FPS game. There's an FPS game being and... made by Respawn. That's the important thing. And wasn't Respawn... there a strategy uh, game as well? Yes, there's a strategy game. So Empire Wars coming back. Yay. Um... <laughs> Nobody fucking remembers Empire War. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> He's not kidding. <laughs> Fuck you, fucking Zoomer. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, so anyways... It's important to know that Respawn is making the uh, FPS game. And that's important for several reasons. First off, they're the guys who made Fallen Order. Fallen Order was good. But also Respawn is the guys who make Apex Legends. And Titanfall at one point. Okay. And... Uh, this Star Wars game is going to be probably amazing. This is Respawn we're talking about. They're the guys who originally made uh, Call of Duty because they were the original Infinity Ward. And they're the ones who put that crap on the map. And now, you know, they made Titanfall and Titanfall was amazing. And then they made, you know, Jedi Fallen Order and they did an amazing job with that. Well, the sad part, though, is that we're not getting Titanfall 3. There's no way. Yeah. If Respawn is making both Fallen Order 2, which we knew they were, and this Star Wars FPS game, Titanfall 3 dead. I am... Oof. Hot take. I think Titanfall 3's been dead for a while, though. I... But... The you, hope you was know that I'm right. Legends was funding Titanfall 3, dude! You know mm. I'm right when I say that, though. Titanfall 2 is such a great game. It is. It's so good. But hot take, it was only good after the game was fully released and people no, realized it was no, good. It was, no, it was always good. The problem is, is it was released the same freaking week as uh, Call of Duty and a week after Battlefield that year. And that was... Um, it was... It was a big Call of Duty, like a big seller Call of Duty that year. 
Was that um, like Modern Warfare Three or something? No, 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 no. Titanfall Two. Uh, so it was um, it was oh, one of the PlayStation ones. Probably it was one of the... like Black Ops Three or something like that. I think it was Black Ops Three. Yeah, I think it had to have been. Yeah, because they compared um, the movement to it. That might yeah, it was probably Black Ops Three. Yeah, that's that's true. It was uh, yeah. And that was like the thing is like even though it was Black Ops Three and we all know that now that it was bad at the time going in the hype was real. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh. Right. But they like the point is everyone bought it. Yeah. Okay. At the time. Yeah. And Titanfall just got steamrolled because of it. And unfortunately, nobody realized how actually amazing that game was. Um. Because nobody bought it. (laughs) That's. And that sucks. Uh, and so now, the, then they came up with Apex Legends, which Apex Legends is Titanfall, but without the Titans um, in a battle royale, which in some ways kind of makes it better. But you know, teach their own, right? Yeah. But I was still, I was still hoping and praying that, like, okay, well, they're going to use Apex Legends as their battle royale, and then like. They're gonna make Titanfall. Uh, at, like Titanfall three is gonna be their like True Blood, like arena esque shooter or whatever, right? Like, and then uh, eventually Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out, and they announced Warzone, which was gonna be a you know a not like a connection, right, to Modern Warfare, but still its own like thing essentially. So you didn't have to buy Modern Warfare. And I was like, that's what they're going to do for Titanfall. They're going to do something like that. And then silence. They never said anything. They were like, we always want to come back to the Titanfall universe. Obviously, it's a big part of our thing. Blah, blah, blah. Apex Legends takes place in it. You know, what? this, that, and that. And they keep Um, doing trailers and stuff like that that involve people from Apex. And then eventually, no, all dreams dashed. The next FPS game that they're making is a Star Wars game, which leaves me very conflicted because I'm also a huge Star Wars nerd. So the Star Wars game, like I said, is going to be fun as hell, but I'm just going to be there like no Titanfall 3. (laughs) But at the same time... Why is this I like I will be in this weird state of happy and crying. <laughs> like I'll be half happy, half depressed. Like I won't know I, I get it. Yeah, it's um it's unfortunate. It is but... it is pretty unfortunate, I give you that. Yeah. Alright. Well, um, is that I want we wanted to talk about Rainbow Six Extraction. <laughs> no oh, we didn't. Man. I told you that because I knew you'd hate it. Oh man, guys! Rainbow Six Siege Extraction launched, and the crowd goes mild. Actually, the crowd went slightly higher than mild. That they didn't woo. Lukewarm. Well, I you know I say that they didn't woo, but they didn't like woo. They went woo. Um, mostly because it launched day one as Game Pass, and they didn't have to pay full seventy dollars for it. Yeah, because that game isn't worth anything above twenty. It really, like, yeah, no. If you have Game Pass and you play it, you know, download it with play it with your friends, you could probably have some inter- probably have a good twenty a... hours to mess around and realize yeah. the game isn't worth seventy dollars. No, you can like, yeah, and just enjoy your time or whatever, and then like delete it off your machine and <laughs> after, cleanse your you know, hard drive. 
and throw it in the dumpster. It's not that bad, it's just bland. <laughs> it was a DLC that was scrapped and turned into a full game without any extra content. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's like a bad game. Yes, it does. it's pretty competent, it just means it's a bland game. It makes Back for Blood look good. Yeah, I don't know. Back yeah. for Blood has a lot of technical problems. It, it, it yeah. Anyway, it's extraction. So, extra There is something I want to. <laughs> they just shut. It kind of does. Um, extraction did something that I actually recommended as a QA tester, and since my NDA is off, I can talk. Uh, oh, I'm, that's right. <laughs> Release um, date. So talk shit. Oh god! I f oh my god! So we can do a whole episode on my experience with it. I'll just leave you with this: working as QA for it, worst experience I've ever had. The people we reported to basically straight up told us, "Yeah, it doesn't really matter what you guys say. We're going straight ahead. You guys are just here to." Make sure there are no game-breaking issues. And when I tell you that's disheartening to hear, as a someone who has this game in their hands and feels like they can make a change to make this game better, it, it was disheartening to hear that. And I can't imagine the QA testers that went from when I was brought on all the way through launch. Because they echoed the same sentiment from what I know. That... They couldn't get through to anyone, no one was listening, and all they kept getting was, we're taking content out to either drip-feed it, or release for a price at a later date. Meanwhile, they were strong-armed into delaying the game when they had the full game ready to launch with a microtransaction shop chocked full of stuff. And that's why so many leaks for the game happened. People were physically leaking the entire build of the game for people to experience and see. Like, yeah. they are upset with it. And I can say, gladly, one of my changes I asked for made it into the game! Yay. I don't quite care, to be honest with you. But it was... It's too it, little, too late. It, 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 was, it was such a small, niche little thing. Like, it was like... If we're talking about an autobiography, it was the cover page that I had. It was, yeah, I think the idea that if your operator dies in inside a uh, mission, that you don't get him back right away, you have to send another operator in to that specific mission to extract that person who is MIA. That, in my opinion, I thought would be really cool. Because I like the idea of, if you go so awry in this mission, you lose that character. And the fact now that they actually went ahead, put it in like, hey, you lose this character, you have to go recover him yourself. That is really cool, and I like that. That is the only praise I will ever give that game. They announced that was like a mechanic a while back. Yeah, but it wasn't a mechanic when I was testing it. It was just, hey, yeah, wait a wow. couple hours and it will, uh, your operator oh, will be back. Oh, you were just locked out for a couple hours. Or yeah, you were locked out from using that operator for like eight hours, I think it was. Wow. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, no, because like that was like a really cool mechanic when they announced that, and it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> but uh, I know going back I can, to what I said earlier, about I can QA put that on. I can put that on my resume that I helped <laughs> change that game. Yeah, I mean, you probably weren't the only one who said that. Let's be real. No, like, I probably was, wasn't. You were probably like it was probably like a mass, and even like I bet internal internally like the like developers were like we should probably do this instead and that and like pressured their team leads um but yeah no. it was just like as all it would just be a cooler thing you know more be. stress if, like right? and that was another like one or another one of the things like you talked about the qa thing and like yeah the qa testers really got the short end of the stick from like directly knowing that our feedback was in an echo chamber and we weren't yeah. going to get anything changed. Meanwhile, we saw the devs of the game just full on, full speed ahead. This is what we're doing. Cut content here, 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 and here. But still releasing it at a full $60 price game was very disheartening. And right. that's why I truthfully hope the game crashes and burns. Like, I, I feel bad for the people that worked on it. I don't want them to lose their jobs, but the right. game... And the heads over that were in charge of the game absolutely deserve no right to claim any monetary value from that. It was a lazy excuse of a mode in Siege that could have been a $30 DLC. At most, $30. Right. No, I... <laughs> I mean, yes, someone can make the... the um The, uh the the point that QA testers are only just there to test the game, make sure it works, right? Like nothing like breaks or whatever. But when someone tells you that like this is a bad idea and you just fucking ignore it, like really? Like you're really gonna do that? Well, it's not even like it was just you know a couple QA testers that were you know a little up in arms about it. It was like the overwhelming majority of testers. Yeah, like I bet y'all were like exchanging Discord messages. He's like, "Hey, is I had zero. Having, like, I had zero communication with anyone else. I was never given a communication uh, with anyone else. But I uh, read okay. from Reddit forums, 4chan forums. People did YouTube videos on it, and people that remained anonymous, of course, echoed the sentiment of, "We, we aren't being listened to." And oh, so y'all weren't even like, they didn't even give y'all like a. Place. Like a Discord to uh, nope. Like discuss. All, nope. Oh. All they gave us was a direct email. Hey, what did you think of this day's testing? Fill out here. Here, what would you change? X, Y, and Z. Um, and we'll get back hmm. to you if you're going to be let in for the next day's testing. They didn't let me test after like a month or two because my sentiment was literally Control V or Control C, Control V, because it. Granted, not a lot's going to change within two months, but enough was being removed from the game, and we got updates like, hey, here's the content that's being moved around, here are the bug fixes, X, Y, and Z, you know, we saw the plans for the game in motion. And we were also working on a very old build compared to the end of the two months that I worked on it, where it was like, as close to the launch build as you could have gotten, launch assuming... It was the original release date. Right. Huh. I mean, obviously, you know, we're always on a 
older build, right? These days, mm-hmm. um, like, just, but yeah, oof. Like the first build I played on was Year Three Season Two of Siege, that engine, and right. it, oh, oh, it was bad. Oh, it was bad. Versus oh, you know that... the final oh. build I played on, which granted isn't much better. But it was passable, is the way I would word it. Year 3, Season 2, which one was that? Uh, don't know. Let me Google it for you. Uh, year 3, Season 2, R6. Yeah. Uh, that is Year 6, Season 3. Uh, year three, season two. Was it the Italian operators? Was it? Uh. Um. Yes, it was. Huh. Interesting. Yep. It was. Um. Wow, I so... time flies, dude. So, in other words, what you're really, what you for really testing was uh, your three season one engine, <laughs> pretty much, which was, which was a uh, awful. Yeah, it was. It was not. Yeah, it remember, was barely yeah. playable. That's what I, because like even remember uh, how awful those servers were that year. Like, yep, we remember season two fondly. That's because that like they fixed it. <laughs> like the mid-season patch for that, they like fixed the netcode. But that was like one of those, like that season one and that season two were notorious for awful netcode. Mm-hmm. And all that, like it was ter- like the hit registration and all that was terrible. Oh my god! Yeah, so that was because I remember no bueno. Yeah, I remember um, trying to shoot that fucking lion in the face, and none of my shots worked on him. And but he, with this fifty mag, you know, bullet sponge, and also his, you know, AC one thirty I had that was spotting me, just laid into me and uh, like. Because he had more bullets, he, eventually the hit registration worked on his side. God damn, I hate hated that season. Same here. But yeah, I mean, I loved season two, but only after they fixed the issues because I like the Italian operators. But season one, I hated. The Italian operators were good. Um, yeah. So I, there's one yeah. thing I want to bring up before we end this. Uh, and I want to know your feelings behind it. Uh. How do you feel about the fact that they updated how you get into ranked? So we know you had to have two-factor authentication active for ranked, right? Um, on Siege? On Siege, yes. Uh, I actually did not hear that. Okay, well that was a while ago. So I don't know if, like... You, you know, you listen to Yeah, I've been, like, out of it, dude. I just don't care anymore. I don't blame you. But, um, so that was the way you had to play Siege. You had to have two-factor auth activated, and if you did it early enough, you got, like, a scan or a charm or something stupid. Um, well, 
they are doubling down on the fact that they don't want Smurfs or hackers inside of their game in the ranked playlist anymore. So, how did they double down on that fact? Uh, to play ranked, you have to physically link your phone number to your account. Your US or whatever nationality you are phone number. And then you have to confirm it is your phone number. And if your account gets banned, you can never use that phone number to sign up for anything ever again. Anything, like, siege-related, of course. Right. And, in theory, that's going to curb a lot of smurfing and curb a lot of hacking. Granted, it's not perfect, right? People are going to make get fake phone numbers. There are ways to get... There are ways to get unregistered phone numbers now and use them, you know, through, like, Wi-Fi. However, right. that is going to curb the vast majority of people. So, my question to you is, is that the next frontier of anti-cheat? That you physically have to link something personal of yours to be able to access it. And if you, for some reason, get banned you can no longer use that to access it. You know the biggest issue, though, with this is if your Ubisoft account gets hacked. That is true. That, that of you, course... They, they have your number at that, that point. Like, that, literally, they have your number. That, that of course, is the biggest issue. Right. Um. So, and then there's another thing I'll we can discuss off-stream. Um, but that's... Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea on paper. I think in practice there's a lot of things that can be implemented. I mean How many years how much longer do you give Siege before they throw in the towel? My prediction is by the end of this year unless they change something drastically, I think they're going to be done with it and they'll start putting their efforts into a new FPS. That yeah, that is I... a very controversial take. I get it. Because Siege I, is a pretty big moneymaker for them, especially given the esports series. But like, I, I genuinely believe they need to work on Siege too, and they they need to add another anti cheat. <laughs> they need to they need to listen to the fans. They don't need to listen to the pros as much as they do, and but that's just from me. They need to overall make the game more enjoyable to play. And that's a very subjective thing to say. Because what is... You cannot quantify enjoyment for everyone. You can only quantify enjoyment for yourself. And to me, <clears throat> Rainbow Six Siege is not enjoyable anymore. It hasn't been enjoyable for the past three years. What are they on? Year 7... Year 4 was probably the last year I fully enjoyed that game. And to be fair, we did play a shit ton of it and we probably got burned out on it. So, yeah, however... There were just a lot of changes that we were just like, I'm, it, I'm over it. Yeah, I... <clears throat> the reason I don't agree with the burned out is I keep up with the changes. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, this is stupid. This is a bad change. And there are still changes like that they're still doing that I'm like, wow, that's too little too late. Or, wow, don't really care. Like, they, re they finally reworked Castle, 
You want to know what you can do? You can pull up his castle barricade slightly and walk underneath it. That's actually really cool. Isn't it? Yeah. Four years too late. Do what? Four years You're... too late. Uh, yeah, you blew out the fucking microphone, did it, my dude? Yes, oh well. But, yeah. Like, you, like, I think you damaged my headphones. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're not billing me for that, though. I'm not liable. Um, uh, uh, my dude, these are kind of expensive headphones. Uh, that's tough. You signed the agreement. Anyway. What agreement? Yes. Um, I'm sorry, what? Yes. Um, Chat, help me. He has a gun to my head. No, I don't. Um, anyway. Give me my family back, you monster. You monster. But, um, yeah, uh, I just... <clears throat> I don't... I don't personally see Siege being that much successful. So, they haven't had a live, in-person esports series since 2019 so you know they've had to rely on their esports and lan or not lan uh their uh their net code net code which dear because... god that hasn't been going well um which is siege's neck <laughs> so what i wonder Oof. is you know are people going to show up in mass like they were when siege was hot like, when Badger was making all this content for it, and I shouldn't subjectively pick up Badger here, but Badger can be attributed to a lot of Siege's well, mainstream popularity. In a good majority. He was very it. much the casual, like, view of it, right? Like, yes. Like, they just went in, dicked around, and had fun, and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, um... That casual view and that fun messing around nature he has and brings to a lot of his games... That can be attributed to a good fortune of the game's success. So much so that they put him on stage with two rappers I don't remember the name of. <laughs> what was it, like Little Yachty and... It was like... Oh god, dude. T-Pain, T-Pain, something like that. Fucking... It was huge, like, rappers. Like, huge. And I can't, for the life of me, remember their name, but yeah... <laughs> Yeah, so, like, it's... they You saw how much faith they put in him. He hasn't made a video on it in a very long time, to my knowledge. Um, so, is Siege that still big moneymaker? Because we see how Ubisoft is slowly, you know, leaning towards, okay, we'll listen to you guys, we'll give you your Splinter Cell remake, it's in the works now. And we see how they're kind of dialing back on the new Ubisoft feel of games... Because people don't like it. My question is, how long is Siege going to be able to deal with it? Because, remember how they said no more new guns? Well, they've already broken that. They're adding new guns back into the game. How long until they try and strain themselves and bring new maps? Is it too little too late? Or, you know, is Ubisoft eventually just going to walk up to the Team Siege's office and just be like, yeah, game's no. done after this year. Yeah, uh, the Siege Invitational Qualifiers are actually happening right now. Okay. Because uh, because the Invitational is February... Yep, it's getting close to the Invitational time, that I know. Yeah. February 13th? Something like that. Uh, Siege. But, um, 
which even when I got burned out of the game and stopped watching, the Siege Invitational has been the thing that has always brought me back to watching. Or even just picking them and playing again. Um, February to the 12th. Okay, yeah. And then the Grand Finals on the... Tw- and then... Uh, oh, yeah, okay. The group stage is 8th to the 12th. Playoffs is 14th to the 20th. And Grand Finals on the 20th. Alright, yeah. So there's that. I... I don't care. <laughs> I don't either. This year. And it's the first year I just haven't cared. And that's kind of sucks. Because I love the Invitational. Same. I, I love competitive Siege, and I was like super into it. I loved watching it, and it's it was one of I the, loved it being was actually, in the competitive mindset. Yeah, it's what brought me, like, it would continuously bring me back to Siege, even like as my enjoyment of the game started to die. But nowadays, I'm just like, I just don't want to. No, I mean, I, I'll pick it up like every, like, you know, once every yeah. four to five months, just if to play end, like one or yeah. two games. But it's like it's not worth it. And you know, so yeah. and here's another thing: Are they adding new guns because the community has been screaming about it for so long, or are they adding new guns to try and bring back those old players? That's like, hey, we're listening to you guys. We're bringing in all these new guns, and we're bringing in all these new maps. And come back and play our game. But, like, are they desperate? Because they seemed pretty adamant about not wanting to do that. And they seemed very adamant about wanting to add new maps with reworking maps. But the problem with the reworking maps is they're reworking maps that were fine now. And people are adamantly screaming that these reworks aren't good and that's something I can echo when we did play the game a lot of the reworks minus a few specific cases weren't weren't good uh, my favorite rework besides a cut like a few pieces of the map itself uh, theme park the uh, Korean uh, map the one that released Legion and Ying Oh, uh, Hong Kong map. Yeah, Hong Kong map. That was probably yeah. my favorite rework. Granted, I like the train area, but I know why they got rid of it. I like the darkness of the map, but I know why they got rid of it. Like, it makes sense. And I would argue the rework is better. Um, a good example of a terrible rework, Old Hereford, New Hereford. The only issue I could say with that is, Hereford in itself wasn't the best of a map. They tried to make a very much non-competitive map competitive, and it didn't work. And that seems to be the recipe that they try to throw into a lot of maps. They try to make non-competitive maps competitive. Yeah, like the house rework. The house rework is the biggest. Here's the thing about, like... Okay, so I actually... Yes, Hereford and House both needed a rework. I will say that till the day I die. But they didn't need to be made try to in an attempt to make them competitively viable. It was just they're not fun to play. They're not like because you're still trying to keep that same aesthetic, and it just didn't. It doesn't work. Like, Old Hereford was fun as hell to play. It just got boring because it was like the same one, right? Yeah. That we've had for years. Um, 
By the way, I just... Is... Okay. Uh... Does Siege have crossplay now? Or not crossplay, cross progression? Yes and no. You can cross progress if you're on console. You can cross play if you're on console. However, you cannot cross progress from PlayStation to PC, and you cannot cross. Maybe you can. I may be wrong about that. And you can't cross play from console to PC. So you may be wondering, well, what's the point of crossplay? Oh, to play with your Xbox friends. That's it. I mean, that make uh, that makes sense for like crossplay, right? but like cross progression is like the real thing. Like, I don't know. I couldn't tell because uh... I have not tested that. Okay, uh, we'll launch in early twenty twenty two. Between the, because right now what you can do is you can link PC with uh, Stadia and Luna, and then Xbox and PlayStation uh, for cross progression and all that. But early 2022 cross progression available between all platforms is the idea. I don't. I don't even think crossplay is gonna save the game. To be honest with you, it. Cause like. If anything, the majority of the console fan base is just going to scream about hacking, cause. Hacking is pretty rampant on PC, so I can only imagine that crossplay is going to make that worse. And I think crossplay is just a little too little too late for Siege. Granted, crossplay wasn't as big when Siege was big, so I can see that. You know what I mean? Right. You can't really hold the crossplay thing against Siege because it was big in a time where crossplay was not. Yeah, uh, the bigger like I'm, I'm not even all that upset because of how like, because uh, of how like I'm frustrating a console versus like a controller versus a M and K mouse and key yeah mouse and keyboard uh, experience it would be, but what I am. Uh, what I would be annoyed with is like cross progression because moving from you know all the years I have on my PlayStation to my PC, it's like that's what I want to do. Right. Right. Which makes perfect sense. Because if I do want to play on PC, then like yeah, I want my all my like you know characters that I have because I have all you these want characters. all the cosmetics. And all the cosmetic, yeah, like I want my black ice for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know the black ice that I've worked hard to like get, uh, and by work hard I mean went into loot boxes. <laughs> Precisely, but yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know. Um, I think when we figure out what the next year or two years of siege look like, because this was the first year they did all one operator, correct? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. This year? This year was the first year that they did full-on one operator. Only one the whole year? No, 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 no. Only one each season, I should say. No, no, no. They did that, um... No, they didn't. The year before, the year before that was the first two seasons were two operators, and then... Oh, and then they the, swapped. Yes. Okay. yes. And then this year was Flores, something, Thorn, and Nomad, or not Nomad, something else. This one was specifically one operator each season. I know that for a fact, because I saw every release. So, and that's another thing you can attribute to the downfall of Siege. People didn't like that change, and they did not want to listen to what people had to say. And, hate to say it, I think they did it because they're being lazy, and they want the money. Because the frequency of updates to fix the game, or fix bugs, or buff it nerf, have been at the same rate. I would argue it's because they're being lazy. That's 100% just me. Now, will that change when they show off the next year's Siege? Are they going to be like, you know, we're going back to two operators. The experiment didn't work. We'll see. And the overall focus on story-driven content in a PvP game, I still think they heavily need to stop that. It's fine for small events, Sure, if you want to have a small cinematic story inside the battle pass like they have in, like, a small comic book-esque trailer for a character, fine. But the huge push for cinematics and story-driven content in a game that isn't getting story-driven updates doesn't really work, in my opinion. Again, a lot of these are just my opinions. my opinion, has notoriously been known for being very incorrect. How do you make your account primary? What the... I don't know. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? No, that's about it. Right. And it's like time for me to get food. So. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed the lovely long talk. Uh, we'll hopefully get back to doing this on a bi-weekly basis. Um, yeah. Other than that, we will catch you guys next week, or not next week, in two weeks. Have a great night, everyone.